I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Miller & Moulton exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. 22 minutes before the hour, Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Our poll question, that Mark Miller, the David Moulton, floridasportsnetwork.com, most overrated quarterback, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott. Those are our choices. A reminder, the baseball playoffs get underway at noon today with the Rays and the Guardians. Phillies and Cardinals at two, Mariners and Jays at four, Mets and Padres at eight. Also, the NHL season officially gets underway in the Czech Republic in about five and a half hours with San Jose and Nashville. Oh, two o'clock on NHL Network. Chris Landry is amused by all this talk. He's a hardcore football guy. That's why it's LandryFootball.com, LandryFootball.com. You can follow Chris on Twitter, at LandryFootball. Chris, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'd rather watch the Czech Republic uh, hit, hit slap shots in my rock garden than what I watched last night. But that, that, <laughs> that doesn't really... <laughs> yeah, that was that was something last night. There is no doubt. Um There's so many games that I don't want to waste time with any chatter. I want to get right to it because this is a really good college football weekend, Chris. It is. Let's start with the game in your backyard, 11 a.m. That makes all those folks in Baton Rouge so happy that they play a game before noon. Really gets them fired up to not be able to tailgate. Tennessee, the line's down to two and a half now. It was three. Um, I like Tennessee in this game because I don't think LSU's defense can make enough stops at the end of the day. How do you see it, Chris? Well, that'll be the key. You know, they blew some coverages last week against Auburn did LSU. They're going to have to play better, fix those things. The one thing, though, that I think gives LSU a chance, if you go back to the Florida-Tennessee game, Florida controlled the pace of that game. Not enough to win it, but they controlled the pace. LSU's going to try to do the same thing. This Tennessee offense, if it gets in rhythm, and they score points early, that is a different team. It's like a fast-break team getting out, and you're chasing. But their defense is not good. And you can control the pace on them. So I think it it really is going to depend upon just what you said. Can LSU get enough stops? Enough to win it, do it for four quarters? I'm not sure. But this Tennessee team, while fun to watch, they're, they're overrated in terms of, their their defense people say well their defense is getting better their defense is going to always be hampered by the style of play on offense but maybe it's good enough to win here at home uh, on the road rather but uh, i think this game might be closer than people think but 
Chris, Tennessee may be getting the kind of breaks that you need if you're going to have one of those years. You know, they get Florida yep. first year under Napier. They're not – this is probably the worst they're going to be in the next – a handful of years Correct. they're getting lsu first yep. year under kelly they don't really have much of an offense they may get alabama with a backup quarterback and he's one dimensional right now until proven otherwise i mean things are the vols haven't had a lot of breaks in the last 12 years no it haven't. seems as if they're actually getting a few absolutely and i've said this before i think this is an eight and four tennessee team with a 10-2 and two schedule. Just what you mentioned, Florida at the right time. Uh, I don't think their program is going to be as good as Florida's in two or three years from now. Um, this is going to be about as, you know, as, uh, you know, temperate as you're going to see this LSU team. And I don't play LSU every year. I still don't think, and, and maybe they catch a Georgia and Alabama at their quote-unquote weakest. I still don't think it's going to be enough to beat those teams. Uh, Kentucky, they always seem to manage that game. And let's just call the east of the SEC what it is. I know Missouri played Georgia well. Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt are three games that you just post on as wins, and you've got two MAC games that they won. And, you know, they, they weren't all that impressive against Pitt. Look, it's you can't look at past games as how much better have you gotten. Tennessee's had a bye week to clean some things up. I'll say this. They have to play better than they did against Florida or Pitt to beat LSU. Will they? You know, I think there's a good chance. He should with the bye week. I think they should be able to do it. But that is the key because I don't think they – I think they've gotten a lot of hype, and I think they're good. I don't think they're special. This whole will look out. Maybe they can make a run of the national playoffs, please. There's about 15 teams that are better than them, including some in some other leagues, in my view, because their defense is really bad. It will be interesting when we get to a 12-team playoff, though, because these are going to be de facto yes. elimination games. And that's, they, they, that's, they right. that's yeah. where people like me who like the 12-team playoff, because we debunked this whole every game matters in college football thing six, seven, eight years ago. It doesn't. It will when we get to a bigger playoff. Yeah. One of the games that would – here's a game that would matter if there was a playoff. It doesn't matter right now other than it's cute. TCU and Kansas are both off to great starts. I think TCU's – going to whoop them because I, I think Kansas has gotten lucky and I don't think they're that good. What's the tape say? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah, TCU's quite a bit better. Their offense is very explosive. They're running the football. They're throwing it well. Kansas has got a good offense. Quarterback is playing well. Lance Leipold's done a great job with this team. But you're right. They were fortunate to beat Iowa State. 
Iowa State, and that's a pretty good Iowa State defense, even though they're struggling on offense. But Iowa State made the mistakes that cost them in the game. Look, let's give Kansas all the credit in the world. They're finding ways to win games where they've lost them in the past. But they're, uh, I think this is going to be difficult for them. Uh, maybe uh, rely on a motion early, but I think TCU wins going away. All right. I hesitate to bring this up because I don't want to get too wonky. But when you look at Jimbo's offense in A&M, is, has the game passed him by a little bit? Is he just too slow-tempoed? I mean, it was just two years ago. They only lost one game and finished in the top five in the country, and now he apparently can't suck enough. What is it they don't have a quarterback? What What is wrong? He's, he's very inflexible. He wins with his style, and people may call it stubborn, but it's and, and partly that is it because you can ingratiate other people into the organization that can help you with that. But Jimbo considers himself an offensive savant, and his way that has been successful to a point, you've got to adjust. Schemes don't win. It's the ability to modify your schemes and adjust it. He wants to be a power run team, run play action, maybe run some boot action. The offensive line's not good. They don't have a receiver right now that's experienced that can get open. They've got one running back that's really special, and the quarterback position is a mess right now. And now we've got the, the one guy that's been able to function a little bit, a little bit, emphasis on that, is now injured. So, no, it's – look, players win, but like this is what we talked about with Kansas. They can scheme you with a way to get more out of what their personnel has. Jimbo can't do that. Defense is pretty good, and so therefore their defense is getting worn down quite a bit, so their defense doesn't look all that good. And they're young, and this is this is part of what, when you have the high expectations. See, I thought they were probably an 8-4 and four team, 9-3 at best going into the season. They're not going to make that, So, but most people are like buying the hype of the recruiting. What does a recruiting class do for this year, last year's recruiting? It doesn't. They don't have as much personnel on offense that's ready to play as possible. Quick story. Well, I was doing some work for, for Nick at LSU at the time, and Jimbo was on the staff. He had a player there by the name of Skylar Green, an explosive playmaker, played slot. And I was sat in some meetings, and Nick said, we got to get you guys. Coach, he doesn't know how to do this. He says, Jimbo, and I'm speaking of Jimbo, Jimbo, get the – I'll clean it up. Bleeping guy, the ball, teach him two things he can do well, get him on the bleeping field. That's Jimbo. You got to do everything a certain way, and you got to get guys that are playmakers on the field and adjust your style. Everybody has to adjust to Jimbo, and that's why it's been a calamity of problems because you don't have the talent to run what he likes to run. Florida State, North Carolina State, both coming off of losses and tough games. North Carolina State, to me, more physical, and Florida State a little banged up. When you look at this game, what do you see, Chris? Yeah, North Carolina State is physical. They're good defensively. But they, you know, the quarterback, Devin Leary, a lot of hype on him. They have not been good on offense, and that's been a problem. And that's where I think Florida State's got a shot here. But I think NC State's the better team. Um, but they won't have to defend, like, you know, Wake is so good on offense, weak on defense. NC State's a little bit more balanced. It really depends on how NC State's offense can, if they can get a rhythm here, I think they're the second most complete team in the ACC, wakes the better offense. 
but maybe Florida State can. Uh, I think I think they can challenge them. Maybe they can pull one out here if they get NC State's offense playing left-handed. And uh, NC State has injuries at the tackle position, and maybe oh, Florida State can take advantage of that. When is the last time Texas has been a nine-point favorite against Oklahoma? What do you see about Oklahoma? They're another one. You know, you look at the team, Notre Dame, A&M, Oklahoma, all in the top ten, all look to be a bit of a mess. When you look at Oklahoma, what do you see? Is Texas really a nine-point favorite? I see in Brent Venables trying to run a hyper-aggressive defensive style, and I understand trying to create that culture. That's what he's about. That's what he's always coached. His first stand at Oklahoma when they had really good talent and certainly at Clemson when they had a lot of talent. Problem is, he doesn't have the playmakers on defense that when you're hyper-aggressive, you really compromise yourself and guys getting out of position. So they're giving up tons of plays. Look, their offense, though, with Dylan Gabriel went out, do you realize they couldn't, that they had the ball for like a minute and 56 seconds in the first quarter last week? Their defense is not good, and they're on the field all the time. So if their offense is not possessing the football and TCU controlled the entire game offensively, not just with points but possession, that's what's wrong with Oklahoma. They don't have the defensive personnel to run what Brent wants to run. He's got to simplify things a little bit so that they don't get embarrassed in other games, which they're capable of losing, particularly if their offense is – Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know, uh, devoid of uh, an experienced quarterback like Dylan Gabriel. Michigan, Clemson, or USC, which of those three is closest to the big three? Clemson, uh, because their offense is starting to click a little bit, and they've got a schedule, and I know you're saying who's better, and they got the easiest path, but because of that path, they can really work on things and develop. They play more players, more players in a game, like they get on the field than anybody in major college football because their schedule is favorable enough to do it. And their defense is still pretty good. I know the secondary is vulnerable. I still think they've got more playmaking ability, a little bit over Clemson at this point. USC still defensively um, would have a hard time. Uh, I'm not as impressed with USC. I've been more impressed with Michigan than USC to this point. Not, not Offensively, though, we know they're really good. Is there anything to be concerned about with Georgia? They had a lackluster effort against a Mac school, and quite frankly, Missouri outplayed them on Saturday. They just weren't good enough to finish the deal. Not overly concerned. Here's the thing: their depth with the mo- their depth is now starting. Guys that played a lot last year, and you got a lot of youth, and a lot of those guys with in- with youth, you got immaturity and kind of being ready to play and everything. I think that's the biggest part of it. Look, they're not as good as last year's team. I think everyone jumped the gun again 
when they blew out Oregon, oh, my God, no one's going to touch him. Well, then, based on that expectation, you know, no, you're not going to be as good. But there's no question that they got, you know, bullied at the line of scrimmage by Missouri because they really weren't ready to, to take the punch. So I think they'll be fine. But I, I just I think they're one of the four best teams, one of the three best teams in the country. But I don't, they're just not as good as last year. Quickly, if you had to make a pick, BYU Notre Dame on a neutral field. Notre Dame's about a three and a half point favorite. You know, BYU's been a little up and down, but I still like the best BYU performance I've seen on tape this year than Notre Dame. So I think there's a better chance if 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 Notre Dame can make some plays offensively in the passing game, that'll be the difference. Because I think beat Notre Dame is maybe a little bit better, but I think BYU attacks a little bit better and been a little bit more. Uh, again, their A game has been better, so I would give them the edge there. You know, Mark, if Notre Dame can win this one, they may just run the table to USC. All right, you know, we looked at their schedule. It's possible. It is uh, favorable. Chris, as always, appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Hey, enjoy the games, guys. Take care. Appreciate you having me. Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com, LandryFootball.com. You can follow him on Twitter at LandryFootball. And if you don't know much about Chris Landry, he is an experienced football guy. He's worked in the front offices in the NFL. As you could tell, he was part of Nick Saban's staff at LSU. He is hired by Nick and Kirby and a lot of coaches to do work for him as kind of a consultant and a freelancer still to this day. So uh, he's a hardcore football guy, and we like him. And we hope you do too, Chris Landry. Breaking down the college games as well as anyone, and it is a really good week. He gives, he's another one, David. Boy, I tell you, we both picked against Florida State. Lee picked Florida State. Chris gives him a pretty good shot. I mean, it's time to empty a bank account on the Seminoles based on Miller and Moulton's picks. That's right. The pros, kind of like the Knolls and the amateurs. Well, we are amateurs. Whew. Man. So, and for the record, Lee Sterling likes all the Florida teams this week. He's taking the Canes. He's taking the Gators and laying the points. He's taking the Knolls with the points. He's laying the points with the Bucks and the Dolphins. And his game of the week's the Jags. We don't know who he likes, but he even included Jacksonville in his game of the week. All Florida all the time, and that's what we do on the Florida Sports Network, and that's why Lee picks those games every single week on the show. Tampa St. Pete, Port Charlotte, Lake City, we thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the football this weekend. The bonus hour in the 239 is on the other side with Miller and Moulton on the Florida Sports Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.